Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the eighth Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, the COO and co-founder of Teach Better and the man who loves chips, Jeff Gargas. <laughs> this is number eight, huh? This is number eight. We took it. We took a what did we take two weeks. It's been two weeks, three weeks. Days are just kind of flowing together. You've been doing a really cool thing with like with your with your flipped responses and getting some really cool voices in on your show. And stuff. I think it's been three weeks or so, but I've right. missed you, buddy. I've missed you. I missed you. I'm too. Not gonna lie. Yeah, those distance learning episodes. Um, I just wanted to try and kind of hit home with some of the challenges yeah. that are happening right now. With- Lots of value, I think. Yeah, and I had a great response, and actually yours is going to be part of the next group of amazing leaders. Probably out before this one comes out, huh? I think so. So for those who may have not listened to us before, we have reached out to you as the listeners to get leadership questions from you via Twitter, Instagram, and Voxer, and we have in the past answered five questions, and I think we're going to do the same tonight. I like it. So let's go to our first question from AJ Bianco. And you can find him at AJ Bianco. And he reached out through Instagram. His question is, how can you determine your success as a leader in only five or six months with the teachers? My first question back would be, how do you determine your success normally? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if this is where AJ was coming from or not, but if you're only looking at numbers and tests and report card stuff, then in my opinion, you're doing it wrong. Like, obviously, that's a part you need to look at. But I think the biggest way right now, and this should be all the time, is talk to your people. How are they feeling? How are your students feeling? How is your community feeling, right? Has there been growth, not just in like your scores and stuff, but like in the culture and the happiness and the way you're in your community? Like, how does how does everything feel? Like, I mean, you know, I mean, you should be able to tell like, man, things feel better around here. Like people seem to be doing better. Yes, then you can look at the scores and, the, and stuff to, to make sure that you're feeling the right way. But I think right now, because you're not, you're not having it, right? We're not grading the same way. We weren't in the building as much. Maybe we don't have as much contact, but you should be talking to your your teachers constantly right now in wh- whatever form you've decided to communicate with them. But talk to them. Find out how they're doing. Like I think this is a, a massive point right now where you can really find some success. Of, or if your teachers are feeling good right now through all of this, yeah, you've done good, man. You know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest thing. I think you really do need to focus on those things. Like That's how you should be determining success always is – is how's the culture in your school? How's the culture in your team? How are kids feeling? How's your community feeling? Like if you focus on those things, I think, you know, the scores will come. Now that's all, of course, assuming that you're decent at your job to start with, like that's a caveat there. But, but I think, yeah, I, I think don't focus on the fact that you missed time because you're still with your teachers. Mm-hmm. It's not a building, right? So um, I, I would really say, AJ, a- ask questions, talk to them, like get them to have some like honest conversation with you um about how they're feeling and then how did they how do they feel the transition to remote learning went how are they feeling now how are they feeling are they feeling prepared or scared or what for the for the coming change or new normal as a lot of people are calling it and then base that on how you know this is how i've been doing like i've done pretty good this year like we're feeling pretty good we got kids fed we're you know kids are still growing um and i think that's a good way to look at it so josh i mean that's how are you f- how are you sort of looking at yourself and your performance? Have you even thought like that yet with you not having, you're not having the same type, you're not in building with your teachers right now anymore. You yeah, haven't been for different. a while. Yeah, it's very different right now. And I think that change, you know, the change with the students and with the staff has obviously shifted with the distance learning and doing everything online. But I think as a leader, our 
our focus has shifted also because like you said with culture this could totally be a culture killer if if you Mm -hmm. allow it to be and so for us it's like how can we be well i should say hyper (laughs) in our communication for one Mm-hmm. But then also, like you said, we need to make sure that we're being in the support system and we need to be checking in with our teachers. But then also we need to show that we value them. I mean, all of our teachers had to flip on a dime to, yep. to start this process of distance learning without much preparation at all. And the expectations were great. And everyone, you know, students, teachers, parents were all worried about what is this even going to look like. And so for us, I think the major piece has been to just celebrate, like celebrate mm-hmm. just every success that we can think of, show them that we value them. And we're so thankful that they're on our campus and that they're, you know, going above and beyond to meet the needs of our students. And so I think that's been a big piece right now in the last few weeks is just how can we show our support and then celebrate the many wonderful things that they're doing. I agree. So I think yep. that's. I think we just need to change, like you said, the, the definition of success for right mm-hmm. now. Agreed. All right. Next question. Question number two is from Dave Schmidow. And Schmidow. Schmidow is a amazing guy. He was just on the Aspire podcast, and I know he has been on the Teach Better podcast he has also. Been. He's been on Teach Better Talk. Yes, he has. Teach Better Talk. It's been a while. It has been a while. He's a good dude. Um, his question is, and it's more of a statement, but he's wanting thoughts on this quote, expectations without accountability are just words. Hashtag truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, hashtag truth. I mean, the fact that I think if you set expectations or like you said, expectation or an idea for culture or set systems up, all these different things, like, but there's no accountability then those those expectations, those systems, those things, they don't, they, they don't have any water, right? They don't, they, they don't work. And I, th- I think it's important though, to, to like, don't confuse accountability with like repercussions or yeah. punishment. Yeah. Cause that's not what it is. I, it's, 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 I think it was actually today. If I remember Chad Ostrowski said in a webinar that we were doing that grades should be about grading should be about growth, not punishment. Correct. And accountability, that's exactly what that is. So when you're, as a leader, accountability of your people should be about growth and or establishing culture or creating something, not about punishment. So when I, you know, if I reach out to Josh and I say, hey, we're going to start putting out this many podcast episodes where I'm doing this as, you know, me as a personal, as a leader, and I need you to hold me accountable to it. Josh's job is not to punish me if I'm not accountable. The, the point of that accountability is to help me grow, right? So I think as a leader, if you're setting expectations for the people that you are leading, you're setting those expectations with the goal being that they're going to grow. Mm-hmm. So if you don't hold them accountable, you're allowing them to not grow and then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is leading them. You're no longer leading them at that point. So you need to be able to, to hold them accountable so that they can grow. I think the, the key is don't confuse it with you know punishment or or that. And I'm not sure where he was going with that, but I, I agree with that statement 100%, though. Yeah, and I agree that accountability needs to happen, but it shouldn't be the first thing either. We don't mm-hmm. need to dangling in as to create fear. Yes. I, I know uh, a lot yeah. of leaders and unfortunately experiences of I am the principal or I am the leader or I am the boss and you're going to do what I say mm-hmm. instead of really, like you said, focusing on the person and, you know, one, explaining why you're doing it in the first place. Second of all, like, if a person doesn't want to do something, there's a reason why they don't want to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like no one wants to go to their job to suck. 
so there's obviously some some breakdown there and it may be communication it may be values it may be something that you got to dig in there as a leader to figure that out but if you're just doing it to say you need to do it because i say so that's never going to go well for a leader i think yes accountability definitely needs to occur but like you said it doesn't need to be a punishment of you're going to lose your job if you don't do what i say that approach is not going to go well one of my favorite quotes i don't know where i got this some days i think i said it and i made it up but i'm sure it was somewhere but People follow managers or bosses because they're afraid to lose their job. Mm-hmm. People follow leaders because they're afraid to lose their respect. Yep. And that's, I, I love that because it's like if you lead with fear, they're following you because they're afraid of you, not because you're a good leader. That doesn't make you a good leader. It might make you a good, I don't know, wartime general or right. you know, a general. Maybe that's a whole other thing, right? And that's a different type of leader. Yep. And even then, I would, I would, I would change that because life or death. I'm not saving you if I'm afraid of you. I'm saving you because I love you and I respect you and I, and I do anything for you, right? Same thing when you take it off that line. I, I want you to follow me because you respect what I'm trying to do and you and you want to follow me and you want to be a part of this, not because you're scared that I'm going to fire you. And I think that that type of leadership will allow someone to enjoy their job more, which is going to make them want to do it better, which is going to make them easier to lead. And I think that, you know, the fear just makes it so that if I'm already frustrated or I'm struggling at my job, I'm not really happy. And now I have to be constantly afraid and constantly worried. I'm going to be miserable, which means I'm not going to probably be all that great for you. So I agree. Yeah. So I agree with the quote, Dave. I I don't know what you're looking for, but I think that's what we got to. And I'll say that (laughs) you definitely didn't say that quote because that quote's way too good. Wow. Jeez. Did Ray get to you or something? Holy cow, dude. I'm going to look it up. I need to look it up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to figure out who said it. I had, I had to give some ribs because I haven't seen you in so long, man. It's just, That's true. That's true. I had true. to get my shots in. All right, man. You ready for question number three? I'm 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 Googling that quote. Give me No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. It says credit, Jeff Gargas. Ah, in your face. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. You're not sharing your <laughs> screen, by the way. <laughs> All right, third question is from Kevin O'Shea, and he does a fantastic job on a podcast called Making Better Teachers Podcast, and you can find him on Twitter at Mad for Maple. And his question is, as an administrator, you have many things to juggle. What are you doing to maintain balance and well-being in your own lives? Is that even possible? I'm going to let you take this one, Josh, because you have those administrator balls to juggle right now. So I do. Um, yes, it is. It is possible, but you have to be extremely intentional and Mm. intentional with your structure and very intentional with your time. I think now more than ever, we are easily overwhelmed with schedules and our schedules can bleed into other aspects of our lives. So when you are a mother or father, you need to be a mother or father. If you are a husband or a wife, you need to be a husband and wife and you need to be very intentional about when your workday begins and when your workday ends. And if you allow that to bleed over into other aspects, then what you're doing is just like a juggler, all those balls you're juggling are gonna fall to the ground and you're gonna have chaos. And so um, I just, for any educator out there right now, just be very, very intentional with your time and structure your day so that it is delineated as far as when you are beginning and when you are ending. I think that was pretty good. What I would add to that is I like to say it's not necessarily, it's not about balance, it's about harmony, which in reality is this harmony is just the balance of the different parts of music. So I get what I'm saying. But but I think the, a really important thing is exactly what you said. You have to be intentional, you have to schedule it. But I also think you have to be okay with the fact that 
sometimes it's going to go off balance. And that's why I think that the harmony comes in. Because if you think about a song, sometimes the bass has to come through. Other times it's that soprano that has to come in. The, the rhythm takes control, but sometimes it has to be the, you know, the harmony that comes in. And I think you got to understand that at certain times, because of certain things, sometimes work's got to take the lead and got to take a little more, right? You got to go a little off balance that way. But then other times your family's got to take, take over. And that can be day to day, week to week, or just different parts of your life, right? But I think the important part is is to be intentional, but also have that little bit of grace of like, all right, I'm being intentional. I, I let it slide this week, but let me get back because I have my plan. I know what I'm trying to do. I had some fires I had to put out last week. So like it had to be done. I had to take care of my team, but make sure that when you do have to go this way, that you're discussing it with your, your family and saying, hey, look, I'm going to go a little off balance right now, but this is why let me explain to you. And then I'm coming back and we're going to do X, Y, Z to make up for it. And so, so I think it's, it's, it's just this constant, you know, you're constantly tinkering with your sales, right? Like on a boat and you're constantly in just ordering music, right? You're constantly flowing back and forth with the harmony and stuff I think is really important, but I think it all starts with, like you said, you gotta be intentional. You gotta set that plan up and then you gotta, you really gotta try. I mean, you gotta work at it to, really to stay at that. And it's, it is not easy with the way we're all connected. So yeah. It's a tough one. All right. Question number four is from Taylor Armstrong. His handle is at Taylor underscore does underscore IT. And his question is, what are your go-to ways to help others see the leader inside themselves? That's a good question. I love this question. Tell them you see it. And then tell them again and again and again and again and again and again. Sometimes I, I think for some people, it's going to be like the 557th time that you say it, that they finally connect with them. I think you can do that in a few ways. Like you can straight up tell them like, look, I see this in you. Right. I know you don't, but I do. And I'm going to tell you that until you see it. Like you can do that. I've done that with people. You can also just praise their leadership actions and encourage more of them without necessarily saying it, but just building them up so that they continue like that. Or you can talk with them about it. Like if they don't, if they just really like, you know, if they're, maybe they beat themselves up or they really like they express that they don't feel or they don't think of themselves as a leader. You can maybe discuss like maybe analyze their strengths and weaknesses with them and then coach them through any of that negative. But I think the biggest thing honestly is just tell them, just let them know. Like I, I just let you know right now. Like I, I think you're a leader. I think you're going to be a leader here one day, but I think be real. Yeah. Or like maybe not this year, but I think you got some leadership. So like, I think if you keep doing what you're doing, you keep reaching out. You keep doing, you know, give them the reasons. Like, here's why I see it. Like, you keep doing these things. Keep putting your hand up when you want to volunteer. Like, keep doing it. Let's keep having these chats. Because I think over the next couple of years, like, you're going to be someone that needs to be tapped for leadership. Like, it's powerful if, you, if you're someone who wants that, but you don't feel you have it, to have someone you respect, your leader to come and say, hey, I see you. And I think you're going to be a leader. Like, that can be really powerful for someone. Yep. And that could be the conversation or the comment or the the text that makes them go, you're right. I'm going after this thing now. So I think that's, um, I think you had, I mean, I did have that. You talk about that. Like someone said, Hey, you have you ever thought about it? And you're like, no. And then boom, yeah. then you became the office rat. Right. I mean, like that's true. Those, I mean, those conversations are the most fun to have as a leader, but to be the person on the other side of that conversation, it could be life changing. It really could. And there's a lot of power in that. So yeah, it, for me personally, what I like to do is I like to give tasks to different people um, that I see leadership potential in. And when they do well, then I have some evidence to bring to the table when I have that conversation of look what you've done. 
you didn't even yeah nice. you didn't even think about this <laughs> i have about it and here's the evidence to show that you can lead and you did it well and the conversation and the evidence put together even heightens that experience because i think that's when they start to it, you know that light bulb moment of oh yeah i did do that maybe i, I do have that potential inside of me because all educators are leaders let's just be honest it's mm-hmm. the ones that want to go above and beyond and, and aspire to maybe something greater you know those conversations are a lot of times to people that don't even aren't it's not even in the realm of reality they, they're not even thinking about it and that's really yeah. fun to see that light bulb go off and then that fire inside of them burn to go out and do more and, and make a huge impact on a campus or in a district hey josh what's up I see a leader in you, man. I just see it in you. You've you've got it. You're gonna have a life changing moment on this podcast, huh? <laughs> just did. You're welcome. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> you have so much power, Jeff. Ray would tell you I have too much power. Oh, she does. Trust <laughs> That's you know. I'm gonna mention that. That's a fun story. Do you know how long it took, or how much it took of me telling Ray Hewitt that she was a leader? In education for her to finally start to and i think she'd still probably fight you on it she believe it now she does but she might not say it. i think she does but she Dude. she doesn't like this but like i i mean it was constant of in in both education but also as a business leader because she's sure. absolutely a business leader with our company where like for so long of of her saying and she's gonna blush if, he was, if she's listening but Good. she might still she might still be boycotting you i don't know um <laughs> Where like so so much so often early on she would she would lead everything with with an idea she'd be like so like I, I know I don't know anything about anything when it comes to business but and then she laid out this like awesome idea and I'm like can you please stop you know and it took me I mean I'm talking a good year or so of me drilling her in her head saying like stop saying that you do know you're not just a teacher you're a phenomenal teacher who's a teacher leader you're a leader in education and you're an awesome businesswoman and yeah. marketer. And you need to stop putting yourself down at this lower level and realize that you're way up here. That's not to walk around cocky and act like you're better, but realize that yes. that person who you respect, like you are up there too. Like there are people that look at you that way and you have to think, you know, realize that you are so then you can continue to share that. And so like it took a while for her to get there. And now, I mean, you know, when you see Ray like on video and stuff, you're like, how can she ever have any, you know, confidence issues, right? I mean, right. she's so natural and stuff, but she really, you know, it was, it was, it was again, I, I, it was probably the 557th. I think that's what I said earlier, right? Yeah. Like it was, it took a lot for that, for her to get that way. So you never know like when, you know, when it's, when it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. there All you right. go, Ray. Way to go, Ray. You're awesome. Hashtag team Ray. Don't do it. Don't, oh, <laughs> you did it really. <laughs> That's right. Today, my wife got her hashtag Team Ray shirt. I was going to say, I might need to go on and purchase one now. Yeah. I wish you won't bo- boycott my uh, <laughs> podcast. You ready for uh, question number five? Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is from Matt Dunbar, at Matt Dunbar underscore VT. And he asked, my state in Virginia is in limbo as to what August may look like at a building level. So much will be determined at district level. What should building level leaders do differently this summer as compared to a normal summer? Yeah, I think, Matt, it's not just your state. It's every state. Yeah, man. Like, no one really knows what uh, August, September, like the whole fall is going to look like. And I don't think, I think it's, I think right now in, in, in 30, 45, 60 days, as things are open up, I think we're going to learn a lot more and that's going to shift what, what things are going to look like. I am hoping, I'm hopeful that by, by the time August runs around, maybe we'll have an idea of what fall looks like because I think we need to do that. But 
I think as a leader, whether you're district level or building level, I really think what you need to be doing and what that's probably a little bit different, but still the same is preparing your teachers. And obviously that's something you're doing all the time, right? You're always preparing them for like, here's the new things rolling out. Here's new systems, like just making sure you're ready to go. But I think right now our big focus on the preparedness is preparing them for the, the challenges that they're going to face of, Hey, here's how things are going to be potentially going to be different. If we go back physical, here's how we need to be, thinking about preparing to go back virtually and here's how we're thinking about potentially going back if we have to go blended but i think if you're if you're focusing on i would put a little more emphasis on focusing on the how are we going to go back if we have to go back virtually because if you're ready for that it's going to be easier to shift back to the classroom even if it's kind of a little crazy with the way it's set up and social distancing because you're going to be there right even if it's different days or whatever they end up doing that's going to be easier than than how do we start the year off virtually and build relationships and establish routines and all this stuff versus this year we got to do, you know, we, we had a, a half or more, you know, a little more than a half a year of relationships and systems and stuff that then we just had to virtualize right now. It's how do we set these things up virtually so that we can bring new students into your classroom for the first time now into a virtual classroom and do that. So I think right now it's focusing on it's, it's supporting your teachers men- mentally because this is tough and, and teachers everywhere are thinking the same thing as, okay, this year was tough when I had a relationship. How am I going to do this in the fall? So I think really work with the teachers on that, listening to them, find out what the concerns are and go figure out how you can support them, fix it um, and talk with them, brainstorm. But I think it's really focused on, okay, how are we going to come back virtually? And then once we get that, okay, great. Now what if we come back blended? Yep. Okay, great. Now what if we come back physical? Because I think if you, if you can do it virtually, you can do it physically. You can change it, right? But I think within all that is focusing on your teacher's mental health and their stress level, their overwhelm level. Make sure they know that they got grace. Um, and same thing with your students, same thing with your community. And just be super, super, I mean, hyper. you said earlier, like hyper uh, uh, communication. Really, really on that. I think that's the that's where you got to be. I, um, I would not be rolling out anything too new no. <laughs> uh, unless you're rolling out something that's new that's based around virtual right? right um but i wouldn't do any big big crazy shifts so i don't think anyone is but um that's that's where i would be is focusing on those things yeah i think the planning piece for for any building or district leader right now i mean like you said it's it's not just a normal year of planning it's a three-pronged right i mean it's either in the brick and mortar <laughs> online or maybe a blend so you need to have an action plan for all of those. What does that even mm-hmm. look like? And honestly, if, if we're thinking about it, this is a great opportunity for us to knock everything down and build it back up. Maybe this kind of have to, this I is mean, a new normal, right? So what does that look like? And what can be the best version of that? And you know, that is going to require you to, to reach out to your teachers and say, well, what worked for y'all? What, mm-hmm. what, what did we find success in and how can we amplify? That what do we struggle with? Right? What like with what are our kids? Str- what are our kids saying? Yeah, exactly. Parents saying, yeah. Yeah, so like some of our teachers are reaching out to our, to their students right now and saying like, what are you doing at home? What's your routine? What what's working well for you? What's not? And you will be amazed at what a thirteen year old can tell you as far as oh yeah, mm-hmm. as far as my schedule didn't do well. I totally bombed. I didn't do anything. You know, and I yep. made these adjustments. And the kids, you know, some of them, their parents are working. They're at home by themselves and be a, a adult essentially to make sure that they're getting the work done that they need. Yeah. With the temptation of TV or video games, or the responsibility of taking care of siblings, siblings and you right. know, I man, who knows? Yeah, so or maybe they're helping out 
you know, job wise with mom or dad trying to make sure they have income coming in to pay rent. So, I mean, there's so many other factors that are going on and we got to understand that, that those are going to get in the way. And so, you know, what is that new normal and what are we able to do? But like you said, it's, it's the preparation piece of making sure it's all three different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just planning like we're going to be there next year. And then, oh, by the way, the district decides or the state decides or the country decides, no, no one's going back. And if I'm honestly, I'm thinking more. If I'm in any in administrator anywhere, like I'm holding, I'm holding Google Hangouts, I'm holding Zoom meetings with students. Oh yeah. Inviting students and parents, whoever wants to get on, I'm talking because you want to talk to the, the kids that are doing a lot right now and doing well. Great. Why are you doing well? Yep. What's making it easy? Yep. It's just because you got a better home, like whatever. Like what's what's going easy? And then I'm trying everything I can think of to get those kids that aren't coming in that aren't participating and I'm trying to find out why, why not? What do I know about them? What do I not know about them? How can I possibly get a hold of them? Yeah. I, I've seen some teachers who are literally like, I haven't been able to get a hold of this kid. So I joined TikTok cause I know he's on there yeah. and I'm duetting all of his videos just to get him to say hi to me. Just to let, just to let him know that I, I see him. And I know that he's okay. Trying to find out what he's doing. So maybe I, like you got to Like we got to go way outside the box, but if you're an admin, I mean, powerful thing would be, Host a whole bunch of meetings to just try to get people in. Let them complain to you if they if that's what it is, but whatever. Like, listen and find out what worked, what didn't work. Where's the pain points? What can we put in place? Yep. But then I think you know. Then also like just gotta understand that like it's gonna be a rough start. Yeah. Like just get over it. Like that's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna be a rough start. So you need to prep your your teachers for that. Prep yourself. Prep your students. Prep your community for the fact that like this is going to be tough. We're not doing the same thing we've done for 20 years, nope. right? Don't throw it out the window. Right. And, and there's a really good chance that August is going to look different than October. Exactly. Which is going to look, di- look different than January, which is going to look different than March, which looks completely different than right now. And think of that. If you think about what's been different just in the last two and a half, three months, it's totally, I mean, it's a different world. So like just Completely. preparing for that thing. So curious real quick, I know I don't want to go too long on, but like, are you, are you guys even there yet, Josh, in your district? Or are you still right now? Is it really just how are we ending the year? Have you got into much of like, what does August, September look like? Or are you those like, we don't know enough yet? Yeah, those discussions are occurring right now. You know, they've got several different task force that are going through. But the mm-hmm. thing too is the district can have a plan and that'd be phenomenal. But at the same point, one day the mayor can say, oh, schools are closed. Or your plan doesn't work anymore. The schools are closed. So, I mean, that's the thing is the planning piece is you got to have multiple plans. It's not just mm-hmm. one plan because yeah. you just never know, you know, if we if we see a spike in cases again, change everything. Yep. it's going to change the perception of some really important leaders out there, yeah. either the city or the state level. You know, are we going to be in the same situation where we go into a weekend and then we have to turn on a dime? We don't go back. Yeah. And here we are again so it's just better to to be prepared yep all right man i gotta ask what's going on with the teach better world so big thing going on i, I don't know when this episode's coming out but one thing that we do have going on right now is our free webinar series so that's going as of recording right now we've got another uh, we're in week two we've got another uh, four weeks here yep. um every monday and every friday so on mondays we are doing the actual like training the the, the webinar piece uh, a training session and then on the friday of that same week is a q a session with the, the person that's leading that training so uh t- you know today we had you know uh, chad ostrowski leading us for remote learning grid method next week we've got kevin butler leading us with nice. in the end in the year strong then we got mandy frailer coming on to talk about mental uh teacher mental health during all this She's amazing. um 
And the really cool part is so it's free if you register at teachbetter.com slash webinar series. It gets you free and then you'll get access to we're taking all we're, we're recording all the sessions and we're putting them as replays in an online course at teachbetteracademy.com. And so if you register, you get that course for free for life. So you can go back and watch all of it. And then uh, another thing we do have coming soon, we are in June, we are actually running a four-week grid method webinar, like basically going to be the workshop broken into eight sessions. Oh, that's awesome. And that that one, that is going to be a paid, paid one. So 75 bucks gets you all eight sessions, gets you the workbook, gets you all the downloads, all the all the templates, all the uh, examples. And then those all get recorded, put into a course that you have access for free for life as well. So that's like way, 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 way cheaper than most places where we go do that. Sure. Most of the time, you, most of the time when we do that work, it's we're hired by our district. We go in, it's just for that district. We don't right. do many where it's just wide open, but so we got the webinar series going on. We got that. We have several more webinar series going on over the next um, several months. So we're super excited about that. Uh, proposals are still open for the Teach Better Conference, October. So teachbetterconference.com. Those close at the end of May. So we just announced our, the, the last of our, our starting group of, of speakers right now. So that's super exciting. We're, we're really excited about that. So that's out and up. We do, we do have a new, uh, just, you know, for district, you know, because a lot of leaders and stuff, we did just launch like a, whole, a new package deal that we have called Come Back Better. And it really is based around what I said earlier is these packages are meant to prepare your, your school or your district for those three different things. And we haven't sort of focused um, around specific things. So we have a bunch of options. They all include like the same thing, but then might be led by a certain person based on which direction you want to go. Um, and they can be completely customized. Everything we do is customized. Uh, and those are set up to be delivered in person or 100% virtual, ready to go either way. So nice. so a lot of, we got a lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, and we're just pumping out content and stuff too. So, you know, doing our thing. Well, I love the work you guys are doing. And I know a lot of people are loving the virtual morning check-ins and um, all the webinars that you are doing. So Jeff, as always, I wanted to thank you for your expertise and joining me on the Aspire Mailbag. Appreciate you, brother. 